everyone, this is Emily from The Female Abroad, and you are listening to the Incurable Wonderlusts podcast, which offers tips, tricks, and trips to help make you a more confident and knowledgeable traveler. Here we provide and discuss firsthand knowledge from our trips to make sure your trip planning is easier. Be sure to follow so you can find this podcast when you really need it and visit thefemaleabroad.com for podcast transcripts, our social media links, and more information that can help you with all your travel planning. Did you know that when you travel, depending on where you're going, you might need to be vaccinated? Now, I'm not just talking about COVID vaccines, but things like yellow fever or even malaria. Depending on where you are going, they may have illnesses that you've never heard of where you live or that might not even exist in your area of the world. For example, some of the most common illnesses you could come into contact with or catch while traveling are traveler's diarrhea, with this being the most common, affecting up to 80% of international travelers, malaria, the common flu, and if you're planning on hooking up or you're taking part in sex tourism, then of course you'd also put yourself at risk for a variety of STIs, Legionnaire's disease, cholera, tuberculosis, SARS, and more. While I was researching common sex tourism illnesses, I came across Hopkins Medicine, which also lists animal bites as a illness from sex tourism that you could come down with. So I'm really now starting to question what sex tourism is in some countries. But anyways, back to the topic. When you travel, you could be exposed to a variety of illnesses that you could protect yourself against, such as yellow fever, whooping cough measles, mumps, diphtheria, malaria, and tetanus. There are a few more, so I will link the CDC, aka Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, in the description of this episode. On the provided link, it has a full list of the diseases and illnesses that you could catch while traveling, as well as a description, their symptoms, and where you might catch them. Most of the illnesses listed above will require you to carry an international certificate of vaccination to prove that you have been vaccinated before you can enter certain countries. Now, one thing to note is that most countries like Canada, travel vaccines are not covered under the healthcare system unless they are part of your regular routine vaccination schedule. So things like rubella, smallpox, COVID would all be covered, but yellow fever or dengue fever would not. If you do get travel insurance, then you'll also want to read the fine print to see if it covers any of the illnesses that you may come in contact with, as well as if it requires you to get any specific vaccinations to appease their cover requirements. To be able to get these vaccinations, you will have to visit a travel clinic. Now, what is a travel clinic? Well, a travel clinic is basically a medical clinic that specializes in preventative medical care like vaccinations or medications that may or are required to travel. When it comes to taking a vacation, going to a travel clinic will give you the most up-to-date information about what shots are required to travel compared to your GP, which might not have the most recent information on a location. To find out if I needed any vaccinations or there are any ones recommended when I travel, then I go to travel.gc.ca backslash traveling backslash health hyphen safety backslash vaccines. 
as this is where the Canadian government posts the most up-to-date information on requirements. It also has links to the embassy or consulate in destination and other helpful information. I will also include a link to the site in this episode's description. It is an interesting website to use too. For example, Canadians are actually supposed to provide proof of polio vaccination to enter the U.S. if they're staying more than four weeks. With all the times that I've traveled to the U.S., I've actually never had to show this. Now, if you are taking a trip that will be passing through a location where certain illnesses may be high, like yellow fever, you could also be required to have that vaccination before you are allowed to enter your country destination. So if you're unsure if you are required to be vaccinated, then you could contact the embassy before heading to the travel clinic. When you decide to visit the travel clinic, or if you're required to, then you need to make sure to go at least six weeks prior to your trip, as some medications require multiple doses spread out over several weeks. If also, you could look into your routine vaccinations to make sure that you are up to date, and if you're not, then book an appointment with your GP to get what the ones you require right away. Another reason that you need to take these vaccinations at least six weeks before your trip is so the body has time to build up the immunity to the illnesses. There are also vaccines like yellow fever, which you have to get at least 10 days before you travel. Now, if you're taking a last minute trip and you need a vaccine, but it has to have multiple doses to be fully effective, contact the travel clinic right away as they may be able to do the doses in shorter intervals called accelerated schedule, or you might be able to get in at least one dose, which will give you partial protection, which means you can still get the illness, but you're at less risk than someone that has not had any doses of the vaccination. I have friends that have gone to travel clinics and they've been recommended vaccines for every possible illness that you could ever come in contact with. This is where doing research comes in handy, so you have a bit of an idea what is required or what else you might need instead of just spending hundreds of dollars that you were not expecting because a person recommended you everything under the sun. Now remember, travel clinics are still a business, so they're there to provide information but also to make money. If you go in with a bit of an idea as to what the government recommends and what is required for entry, it can help you make the right decisions as to what you need and should get versus what is nice to have, especially if you're on a budget. However, if you do have a weakened immune system, the clinic may recommend a few additional vaccinations for an area that you might come across. So if you do go to the clinic and they are recommending a bunch of vaccines that you didn't see recommended on the government's website, ask more questions to determine why they're recommending them before you make your decision. Now, COVID is the elephant in the room still, as COVID vaccination is also a huge requirement for most countries, and every question handles it a little bit different in regards to what they require from you to be considered vaccinated. On the same government website that I mentioned before, and I'll link in the description, when you select your destination, it will take you to the vaccine entry requirements for the country. But if you scroll up, then you'll find the entry and exit requirements, which is where you'll find the information regarding what the country needs from you in regard to COVID. This is extremely important to look into because it could really put a pin in your plans. For example, my husband and I had found some really great deals on Caribbean cruises that we were interested in. The problem was 
that we were not going to be able to visit each island on the itinerary as some did not consider Moderna vaccines as being vaccinated. Others had an issue with if you had mixed doses of the vaccines, you got the Johnson & Johnson brand, or like us, you just did not get a vaccine that they recognized as being a vaccine to vaccinate you. There also is no gray area with these rules, so if you don't have or meet their requirements, you will not be allowed entry. Now, when it comes to traveling, you also need to take your own health into consideration, as there are illnesses out there that you might not be able to get vaccinated for just because of the current state, or maybe there's no vaccine for it yet. A big example of this is the Zika virus, which is spread by mosquitoes and is really bad for pregnant women. Zika causes severe birth defects, so it's not recommended for any women who are pregnant or may become pregnant within three months of visiting a possible Zika country to travel there. If you have to go and you do not have any options to cancel, then you must take as many preventative steps as possible to limit your chances of getting bit by mosquitoes. While Zika is normally found in tropical or subtropical areas, places like the USA, Russia, Turkey, and even France have reported cases. Now, Traveler's Diarrhea, which I did talk about a little bit earlier, is another one of the major illnesses that you can't get vaccinated for, but you could try and help prevent it by choosing food that is hot and fully cooked, not sitting out is fresh. Uh, You might have to be able to peel or eat it if you're looking at fruits or vegetables. You should stick to bottled water. Skip the ice in any of your drinks, even if it's a slushy drink. And wash your hands often. Now make sure, too, to also pack medication that can help with diarrhea as well as hydration or electrolyte tablets. So then you can start to recover some of the nutrients that you will lose as you'll eventually get dehydrated. Now, if you have a severe enough case of traveler's diarrhea, then you'll want to go to the doctor for antibiotics, and if they do not work, then you'll want to have a stool test done. There is the chance that it might not be traveler's diarrhea, but something more severe, or you may have even caught a norovirus, which can't be treated with antibiotics. You just have to quarantine and wait it out. The norovirus is one of the most common illnesses that breaks out on a cruise ship as it's super easy to pass along and it stems from fecal bacteria. I got it once while working in a food court over Christmas time and it is nasty. It has you vomiting every time you breathe, but it's gone in about a week. Now, with fun thoughts of pooping yourself locked in your brain, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode here. Make sure to check out the descriptions of the websites listed above in the description for this episode. Safe travels. Thank you for listening to the Incurable Wonderlust podcast and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode as well as to make it easy so you can find us when booking your next trip. If you can, recommend the Incurable Wonderlust and the female abroad to those that you travel with. Feel free to leave us a rating and review, and if there are any topics that you're interested in learning more about or want to hear about, then make sure to include them. Also, do not forget to visit thefemaleabroad.com for helpful tips, tricks, and trips to help you on your next vacation. Are you also interested in booking your own trip, but you don't know where to start? Then check out our travel planning services. 
The Incurable Wonderlust has new episodes released every three weeks. So thanks again for listening. And until you tune in again, safe travels.